It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 12th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross, Mike, and the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, well, the, the Magic tried. They played harder. They played better. But the Milwaukee Bucks, just too good. We'll talk about the Orlando Magic's loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. Why the Magic still took some important steps forward and the message they received in practice. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. Before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. But search every download podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering Orlando Magic with excruciating detail. This podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Milwaukee Bucks following this game? Check out Locked On Bucks. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. To search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. This episode is also brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. So stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. As I said on yesterday's podcast, it was always going to be a tall task for the Orlando Magic to compete with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, It was always going to be very, very difficult uh, for them to be in this game because they don't have anyone to match up with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, the Bucks are a team that has uh, that that is really perfectly fitted to give the Magic all the problems in the world, and, and they did. Um, but the Magic, you know, and I've said this throughout the courses course of this thing is you know effort goes a long way. Um, you know, it, it sounds really simple, it sounds really easy, but these players are all really good. And while there are definitely players that are a lot better than others, effort makes up a lot of the gap. Um, It it really does. If you're willing to outwork your opponent, you always, I mean, maybe not always, but you will usually have a chance. Look, the Milwaukee Bucks on the second night of a back-to-back wanted nothing to do with the Orlando Magic. Um, They tried very, very hard to put this game away early. And the Magic played with energy and played really well, but... Certainly, were not a match for the Bucks unless their shooting uh, was working, unless they were able to hit shots. Um, I thought the Magic played with really good energy, especially coming off of Sunday's disappointing effort. You could just tell that something was different. You could just tell that the team was was after it, was more in tune with what they were trying to do, played with a lot more purpose, if, if that's what we want to call it. Um, they were just a lot better. But again, you know, it, it sounds super reductive to say you still got to hit shots and the Magic just aren't good enough at that. Their defense was spotty. Um, it struggled early in the game, I, would, I agree. Um, and turnovers allowed Milwaukee to take an 11-point lead at the end of the first quarter. 
Um, it felt like this game was going to kind of drift away, drift down that way. And, you know, even with the, with a, a concerted effort, the Magic probably going to lose by like 20. It felt that way in the first half. But Orlando deserves a lot of credit because they never went away. Milwaukee couldn't put their toys away. They couldn't finish the job. Uh, and the Magic just hung around. Having said that, the Magic also never seriously threatened Milwaukee either. I think they got it to within seven a few times, maybe six, but never really closer than that. Milwaukee always had the play, always had the moment to put the Magic back at a distance, to get the lead back to 12 or 13 or, or sometimes 14 or to 10. And the Magic and the Bucks played essentially to a standstill in the second half. Maybe that's a victory. Maybe that's a Pyrrhic victory. Maybe that's something. I don't know. But the Magic competed. That's, again, always the start. They still have their flaws. They still gave up a ton of offensive rebounds, but not many second-chance points. They still gave up a, a ton of, you know, three-pointers, um, but the Bucks missed them, and that kept the game tight. But the Magic just could not hit enough shots to come back into the game. The Milwaukee Bucks won one, fourteen to one hundred two. Um, the Magic played well again. You look at it; the Magic shoot just forty one and a half percent from the floor, just ten of thirty from beyond the arc. That's that's a game that they'll usually lose by twenty. So to lose this by twelve is something? Question mark. The Bucks only shot forty two point six percent, but took a hundred one field goal attempts. They had seventeen offensive rebounds that led to just thirteen second chance points. So give the Magic credit there. The Bucks only had 10 fast break points. The Magic only 8, but on 4 for 13 shooting on fast break points. The Magic simply, despite a better, more concerted effort, despite better purpose of play, left a lot of points on the board. Whether it was the 6 free throws, whether it was 12 turnovers leading to 18 Milwaukee points. Their margin for error with their poor shooting was just too small to make a diff difference, to make a dent. And so the lead just kind of hung there around 10 points. Never threat, threatening enough to keep the Bucks interested and keep the Bucks having to play their best players, but never close enough to really make you think the Magic were going to win the game. You know, maybe that's the ideal for some fans right now. Maybe that's enough. Compared to Sunday, obviously this was a step forward. Um, the Magic did what they were supposed to do, and they played good defense for the most part. Um, they did give up thirty-five points in the fourth quarter. Um, and so 55 points for the second half. But the Magic's defense in the second second half was largely pretty good. Um, again, fouling was an issue in the, se- in the fourth quarter. And the Magic finally got their shots to fall. So if the Magic had played a little bit more disciplined defensively, but again, how much of that is Giannis Antetokounmpo just going for it? Five for eight from the foul line in the game. How much of that is just the Bucks are a better team? that's really all I honestly have to say um, about this game. Um, You know, I think the broadcast said it best. If you're a Milwaukee fan, this was a professional win. They didn't play their best, but they didn't have to. They just got the job done, and most importantly, ahead of the playoffs, got out of it without any injuries. The Bucs are sort of locked into that third seed anyway. They're not really going anywhere. So these games are pro forma to end the season. They don't care that Chris Middleton struggled. They cared that Giannis played well. They cared that Lopez played well. They, they, they cared about some things, but this game was 
less important for the result and more for the survival of the team. For the Magic, it's just about rediscovering that effort again, that attention to detail, just playing better against a quality opponent. And if the Magic had shot a little bit better early on in the game, if the Magic had avoided, perhaps, um, if the Magic had avoided the turnovers early in the game and not gotten down so much, they played with the right intensity and effort to win. Fortunately, this team still doesn't quite have the 48-minute effort it needs. We'll go through the final box score, plus talk a little bit about the message they received before the game from one of their veteran players coming up here in just a moment. But first, it is that time of the week to name our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. You know, it, it was a rough week for the Orlando Magic. Uh, you know, they did beat the Detroit Pistons on Monday, but losses to the Celtics and Timberwolves were in blowout fashion. A loss to the Hornets in between was not particularly exciting. But we do have a player that stood out among the rest. A player whose future looks extremely bright and has become one of the more pleasant surprises and storylines of the season to this point. We're talking, of course, about R.J. Hampton. R.J. Hampton, in his last six games, so not and not including the Milwaukee game, averaged 16.3 points per game, shot 46.7% from the floor, 38.9% from beyond the arc, 6.3 rebounds per game, and 4.5 assists per game. He set career highs twice in the last week, scoring 18 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists against the Boston Celtics, granted in a 36-point loss. Um, but also adding 19 and also and also a career high 19 points on 7 for 13 shooting in the loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves again a loss by 32 points these stats obviously coming in garbage time but Hampton is a guy who is past the eye test too while the big scoring numbers are coming in moments that that do not matter Hampton has proven that he is willing to get after it get downhill go to the basket and make things happen more impressively he has learned very, very quickly how to control his speed, and we've seen him mature beyond what we could have imagined when the Magic acquired him. As Cole Anthony likes to say anytime he talks about R.J. Hampton. Thank you, Denver. R.J. Hampton was considered one of the best players in his high school class. He went and played professionally in Australia. He struggled, and that's why he slipped to where he slipped in the 20s when the Denver Nuggets took him. The Magic, though, insisted on getting him, and he is proving exactly why. So, while R.J. Hampton is not yet old enough, we will tip our cap and tip this and, uh, and, and cheers to him at this point as our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Is he allowed to be the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week underage? I don't know, but we're going to go ahead and do it. Remember, it's only worth it if you enjoy it, and with 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, joy creates success. Be sure to check out Michelob Ultra uh, wherever you purchase such things. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh. 
let's go through the final box score real fast as the Orlando Magic fall to the Milwaukee Bucks 114 to 102. The Magic led in scoring by Cole Anthony with 18 points. 8 for 16 shooting, 2 for 6 from beyond the arc, 4 rebounds for Cole, and 4 turnovers as well. Uh, you know, I think Cole Anthony's kind of come down from that hot streak a little bit. Uh, I think teams have adjusted how they're defending him. They're pressuring him a lot more. Uh, and, and, and he's having to learn how to navigate that. Um, you know, I think uh, his playmaking is still probably his biggest weakness. He's still probably, uh, he's still not the best playmaker in the world. He's still not the best at organizing the team. He's gotten a lot better at that. I'm not saying that he's not better at that area of, of, his, of his game, but um, it's still a work in progress. It's still very much a work in progress for him to be a solid point guard for the team, and I, I think that much is very, very clear. Um, he's still able to get points, and I, th- I still think he has the right intentions. Uh, again, I don't think he's out there making like bad mistakes. He's making aggressive mistakes. He's trying to get into the paint. He's trying to make things happen for his team. Um, you know, he is a sort of shot. At his heart, he is a scorer, and so, so shooting is going to be a key to what he does. Um, but there's still a lot he has to learn as a guard in this league. And so, so again, all this is natural learning stuff. I I don't think it's anything to be super concerned about. Um, you know, Magic obviously have a lot of trust in him overall. Um, the Magic also gets 17 points and 13 rebounds from Moritz Wagner. Six for 13 shooting, two for four from beyond the arc. Um, Wagner was really good, really active throughout the course of the game, really kind of helped set the tone for the team, um, played with a ton of energy, um, you know, I, I don't know if Wagner is going to be on the Magic next year, but he certainly looked. He certainly is very clearly a guy that should should have a role somewhere in the NBA. Um, you know, maybe not a full rotation spot, but certainly someone that can compete for one. Um, you know, his, his shooting uh, as a big man is certainly, um, you know, uh, very good. Um, to be perfectly honest, it's very very good. Uh, and, and so I think that Wagner will continue to be um, a. Uh, well, you know, he's really made the most of this opportunity. And this was another very strong game from Wagner. So a lot to like from him on that front. The Magic also got 14 points from Gary Harris, 5 for 15 shooting, including 3 for 7 from Beyond the Arc. We'll talk a little bit more about Gary Harris coming up here on the message that he sent to the team. Uh, you know, I am still a bit, you know, frustrated and disappointed with his lack of shooting efficiency. Again, so he's 2 for 8 on 2-point shots. Um, you know, I think he's a better driver than than I thought he was. Um, he's able to get to the basket, but his finishing ability isn't that great. Uh, and so I am, you know, I, I'm still optimistic. I still want to believe that Gary Harris can be a major contributor for this team and, and be someone that really helps him out next year. He's obviously got the ear of a lot of players in that locker room. He's someone that that a lot of player that a lot of players on this team respect tremendously. I think he's going to have a very vital role to this team next season. Um, assuming that he stays on the team, which which I don't think there's any reason to believe the Magic would trade him at this point, but maybe they will. Um, I, I just want to see that efficiency come back. Uh, I, you know, I think that's what when Harris was at his best a few years ago, the efficiency is what made him very very good, um, and the three point efficiency especially. And and you know, the Magic just have to see that three point shooting come back up. So that was the positive in this game was that he hit all those threes. Um, between Wagner, Harris, and Anthony, that was. Uh, Seven three-pointers, seven of the ten three-pointers the Magic made. That was a huge struggle for the team. Um, of note as well, off the bench, Jason Randall with 12 points. He continues to do really nice things. You know, I think Jason Randall, um, I think Jason Randall is good for what he is. Um, I think the Magic being able to move him off the ball a little bit, playing him alongside RJ Hampton, has helped him because he is a pretty solid shooter um, and, and can attack off the bounce a little bit too. 
uh, but it's it's definitely, uh, you know, Randall's definitely where he's at. Um, RJ Hampton, a nice game as well. 11 points, five, re- five assists, four rebounds, five for 12 shooting. Again, Hampton Hampton's learning how to control his speed still. I still think he sometimes gets sucked in a little bit too much into the paint, goes a little too fast, and then doesn't quite know how to get himself back out or to reset. Um, his preference is still to try and score uh, when he gets stuck or try and shoot the ball when he gets stuck. Um, so, you know, again, stuff that rookies just have to learn, experiences they have to go through. Um, but Hampton is continuing his strong run of play as well. Uh, and Dante Hall deserves some mention off the bench. Nine points, four for six shooting, four rebounds for Dante Hall. Really did a good job providing the team with some energy, which is so vital. The Magic shoot 41.5% from the floor, 10 for 30 from beyond the arc, 14 for 20 from the foul line. They get 10 offensive rebounds. Turned the ball over just 12 times, with those 12 turnovers turned into 18 Milwaukee points. The Bucks shoot 42.6% from the floor, 8 for 33 from beyond the arc. So the Magic do a really good job on the Bucks um, throughout the game, really helped them to a very low field goal percentage. The 20 for 27 from the foul line. The Bucks actually do a really good job getting the foul line in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter alone, as I stall to scroll down in the in the final book, in the fourth quarter alone, the Bucks shoot 11, or sorry, sorry, the Magic shoot 11 for 13 from the foul line in the fourth quarter. The Bucks shoot 14 for 18 from the foul line in the fourth quarter. That's 14 for 18, which means they were 16, for, 16, uh, sorry, uh, uh, sorry, they were six for nine from the foul line entering the fourth quarter. So fouling was a huge part of the game. The Magic just continue to have to build some consistency defense, defensively. They, they have some tools. They look good in a lot of ways. And I didn't even mentioned Wendell Carter back for the Magic did a really good job defensively, especially on Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, holding his ground. He did just shoot three for 11, though. Eight points, 14 rebounds, four assists for Wendell Carter. The aforementioned Antetokounmpo, 27 points, 12 rebounds, three steals, five assists, 11 for 18 shooting. Just a really good Antetokounmpo game. Um, I thought the Magic did a good job on him. I thought they walled him off pretty good, forced him into a score. He was not able to bully them around, but he is Giannis. He is very, very good. He was able to get to the paint, get into the lane. He shot five for eight from the foul line, so did a did a good job getting to the line there. Bobby Portis with 10 points, 15 rebounds, eight offensive rebounds, eight of the Bucks, 17 offensive rebounds. So rebounding continues to be a huge issue for the Orlando Magic. Chris Middleton with just 11 points, 3 for 15 shooting. Brooke Lopez with 17 points. Dante DiVincenzo with 19. And Drew Holiday with 15. The Orlando Magic defeat, the Orlando Magic fall, excuse me, to the Milwaukee Bucks, 114 to 102. Just three games remaining. They're back in action Thursday against the Atlanta Hawks. We'll get into the message that the Magic got to help them have a better performance and perhaps build some momentum toward the end of the season. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? You know, we're definitely uh, a fan of Built Bar here at Locked On Magic. It is the protein bar for the non-protein bar person. It's the protein bar for the protein bar person, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, I know I, I whenever I've tried to experiment with protein bars, I go to the store and I'm not really sure what I'm buying. I look at the nutritional facts and it just, it, it's a meal replacement bar. It is not a supplement bar. It is for people who are serious about working out. And I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm recording podcasts instead. But when I need a little pick me up at pick me up in in uh, the mid afternoon, I turn to Built Bar, and and I'm never disappointed. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out because they come in coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate flavors like that. There's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors currently available. And there's plenty more coming, including even special flavors at the right at certain points of the year. 
Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors come with 17 grams of protein. Most of them are only 130 calories. All of them are under 200 and only four grams of sugar and four grams of net carbs. Order today, get the raspberry, the mint brownie, or whatever you like. There's a Built Bar for everyone. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by pals at BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next tip-off, head to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Right now, the Orlando Magic are looking for little lessons. Um, Steve Clifford said that that this is an experience that he's never gone through in his coaching career. He's been with a lot of successful teams and a lot of, you know, kind of quasi-successful teams. Never a team that's kind of starting over, starting from scratch, and a team that's frankly so very, very young. A team that just doesn't have a lot of experience to draw from, a lot of experience to lean on. This is a team that has a lot of work to do, um, and a lot of work that's going to have to happen for them to meet their success, to be successful. And that has shown itself since the trade deadline. The Magic haven't been consistent. There have been some great flashes. There's been some great moments. But it's been a lot of starts and stops. Two steps forward, one step back. A step forward, three steps back. Finding consistency has been difficult, and doing so without consistent practice time has been even more difficult. This is a team that desperately needs that those moments to get in the gym and work on things and be able to correct mistakes in real time rather than having to point them out on tape and hope that you learn your lesson in a game. Veteran teams can make those adjustments on the fly. Young teams cannot. And after Sunday's game, the Magic kind of needed to air some things out about who they want to be and what they want to accomplish in these final four games. Steve Clifford said that before practice on Monday, he left the floor open for the for players, for the team to, to kind of get, you know, get things off their chest a little bit. Um, you know, they had their first real practice in a couple weeks um, to prepare for this road trip, and it showed. They were more prepared. They looked more organized. They played with a lot more effort. But Clifford volunteered this piece of information after the game on Tuesday. That after the games, after or before practice on Monday, Gary Harris spoke up. Gary Harris, one of the few veterans on the team, one of the few true veterans on the team right now, delivered a message to his team, to his teammates, talking about readiness, starting the game on the right foot, Sustaining that play for 48 minutes. It's a message that his coach certainly noticed, and it was a message that his teammates certainly picked up on. You know, Harris is really the only guy that's been on any team that's had 
significant success in the league um, with the Denver Nuggets. And even though he is still fairly young, he has experienced a lot in the league. And a lot of these players respond to that. And it made a difference in the game. Yes, the Magic lost 114-102. And we'll get into some of that here in a bit. Yes, the Magic lost the game. They played a whole lot better. Yesterday, before we practiced, we all talked. I gave them all the opportunity to talk. And Gary Harris talked about readiness, uh, about being ready to start the game and sustaining play for 48 minutes, and that's what we did better. So uh, the defensive rebounding was a problem. Um, And obviously our fourth quarter defense, which had been pretty good up till then, but to be honest, I mean, we looked like a, a, a totally different team. And to me, the things that he said to the younger guys uh, made the biggest difference. We had a better approach. For, you know, again, it, no one can avoid what, what's going on here. And, and, and that the fact that losing is probably better for the Magic in the long term. No, no one, I mean, the team will deny it. The team won't comment on that, obviously. Nor should they. Nor should they be forced to in some, some respects. But... This is the exact kind of approach that the Magic still need. They still need to build their foundation. They still need to play like something's going to matter beyond this year. Uh, they need to grow and 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 play and approach things the way that they're going to next year when hopefully they are contending and back in the playoff picture. Um, they, we don't want this to be a permanent thing. We don't want losing too sudden. We don't want losing to be okay. Clifford said it after Sunday's game. I you know someone asked you know do you do you still sense or do you hope that the team is still angry about these losses even understanding the situation they're in and Clifford said absolutely I hope that these losses still sting and obviously the Magic took that loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves on Sunday as a, a sort of come to Jesus moment um, again there's only four games left now three games left in the season there's not much time but they still want to get something productive out of these games um, as I said. Effort goes a long way. Um, being able to play hard, being able to outwork and outplay your opponent really goes a long way. The Magic could have easily gotten blown out Tuesday night against Milwaukee. The Bucs played, were playing well enough to put them away. And if the Magic had let go of the rope, it wouldn't have mattered how poorly the Bucs might have played or how poorly the Bucs shot. They would have lost. Even with how well the Magic played, the Bucs still got 17 offensive rebounds, but... Because the Magic were playing so hard, because the Magic were playing with the right energy and attention to detail, the the impact of those 17 offensive rebounds was much less than it should have been. So the message was received. The team put in the time. They put in the work and practice. They put in the effort. They put in the energy to give themselves at least a shouting chance. At least a little bit. As, As Mo Wagner put it, this is a grown man's league. And when a veteran like Harris has been through plenty of battles and been a part of winning teams, speaks up and says, hey, this is what we've got to do, the team responds. The team listens. Uh, I thought it was a lot more fun today. We, we competed, I think, as a unit. Um, regardless of what team it is, got to come out ready every day. And I think we did that today. Um, great effort and all that stuff. Did a lot of good things, defensively especially, I think. Offensively, I think they're uh, we still can get in a little more flow, in a better flow. 
um, and continue to, to grow on that end. But it's just like defensively, got to keep going and uh, stay the course. That is uh, Moritz Wagner speaking after Tuesday's loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. And he's echoing really a message that um, that Steve Clifford said after practice on Monday. Um, I believe I played the clip on yesterday's episode of Lockdown Magic, but I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase what he said. What the really good teams do is they, they have a way to play. Um, and, and, and it's not just having a way to play, it's a belief in their way to play. It's a faith and a trust that that way is going to deliver them wins. Clifford said, you know, even midway through the 2019 season, he was not sure if his team had enough to make the playoffs. He thought they had the talent to, but he was not sure. That team was, of course, 11, 12 games under 500 at the time. But what they did, um, what they were able to do, was they believed in each other, and they believed in what they were doing enough that they kept working at it. They kept grinding at it. And eventually it all clicked for them. You know, again, this, none of this is automatic. This all takes work. This all takes work. Um, it, it, it's undeniable that this all is not some easy process. And that work comes in practices, which the Magic haven't had available to them, especially after the trade deadline. It comes in preparation and attention to detail. And you've got to learn all of these things. This team is learning that. And even with all that, yes, it doesn't always mean you're going to win. It doesn't. The Magic still had to make shots. And especially early on in the game, they weren't. Magic still have to execute. They still have to be able to do, you know, I, I say this all the time, effort is a big part of the battle, but it's guided effort. It's directed effort. It's effort in the right direction or to a purpose. Again, purpose of play. All those things that Steve Clifford says. It's putting all that to the right use. And you can tell everyone felt good about how they played Tuesday night. There are things they still need to clean up. There are shots they still need to make. But the bones, the baseline was there. And that's at least a start. Maybe the Magic should be further along than a start, but coming off of Sunday's game... The message that they got, the message that they needed to understand, they appeared to understand. They were a lot more in tune with the game plan. They executed it a lot better, and they gave themselves at least, again, a shouter's chance to win. In fact, I would argue it was the moments that they didn't really stay in tune with the game plan that cost them this game. And while they talked about getting off to a better start, and I think their energy was a lot better at the beginning of the game, the first quarter is ultimately what did them in. They were down 11 after the first quarter. They lost by 12. That was the game. Turnovers. First quarter cost them the game. Missed shots. Leaving guys open from three. That's the stuff that cost them the game. There's still work to do. But for sure, the Magic now understand the message that Gary Harris gave to them, that their coaches have been giving to them. They understand that if they stick with what they believe in, but they stick with their effort, that reward is not that far away. It's nights like these. There have been nights since the trade deadline where it felt like the Magic were far away, much further than even a number one pick could deliver. And, I, and they're, obviously, they're, they're, they'll need more than that, but you get, hopefully you get what I'm saying here. Nights like Tuesday, 
if nights like Tuesday can become more consistent, if efforts like that can become more consistent, the execution will come with it. And they won't be that far away. And, you know, maybe they can end the season with just one more little bit of hope. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in, Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. We send on the podcast to your podcast enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Also, be sure to check out the Locked on Today podcast. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, when and where will the Oakland A's move? That's the question of the day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Don't forget as well, Thursday, I will be on Locker Room at 7.15 for a Magic Hawks watch party. Come hang out with me. I'll break down and uh, tell you what I'm watching and looking at while we watch the Magic Hawks game. You can bring in your questions, interact with the show, we'll kind of leave the chat room a little bit open, let everyone kind of interact and say their piece and tell me what you're seeing in the game. I want to know. So t- turn on Valley Sports Florida or however you watch the Magic game. Join me at 7.15 and we'll watch Magic Hawks live together. We'll go for at least the first half, maybe a little bit more, um, depending on how things are going. Um, and we'll enjoy, we'll, ha- we'll enjoy one last Magic game together uh, since this will be the last Magic game I'll be able to watch uh, live um, without being at work or, or elsewhere. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, it's been Philip Ross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.